0: What is up, everyone, and welcome back to Break the Cycle Podcast. I am your host, Abe, and this is your co-host. I'm just kidding. The main host.
1: I'm just, <laughs> we're both hosts, but I'm Jenny. Um, we are, I'm a weight loss and mindset coach, um, and you're mindset and movement coach, I Mindset and movement <laughs> coach, yes. Abraham uh, specializes in movement more, um, and I, you know, I obsess over nutrition, and, but most most importantly, um, your mindset, because I think that's very important. So if you guys don't know that now you guys do. Yeah. (laughs) So today we are going to start with simple steps that you can take on your journey when you don't have time. Okay. Mm. This one's going to be very interesting. So, um, you want me to start? I can start. Okay,
0: go. So we're going to start with NEAT, which is called your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And she's really proud of me because I remember what it was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I Um, always have to correct him. He's like, wait, what? Like, how many times do we have to go over this, sir? Yeah,
0: yeah, for real. But no, so non-exercise activity thermogenesis really just means like, how much activity do you have throughout your day? Are you moving a lot? Are you walking at all? Are you... Uh, gardening, are you um, cleaning, that type of stuff matters and adds up over time, especially if you don't have the time to go to the gym and exercise, you can pick up a hobby that'll get you moving more around the house. Like, Maybe rearrange your furniture, uh, move the furniture to get underneath the couches and that type of stuff. That is a huge workout. Um, We get the kids involved in that. And we also, you know, work up a sweat when we start doing this stuff too, because it actually takes some energy to wipe the counters down, wipe down your freaking, uh, uh, your, your, what are they called? Where you your put your, your counter, your cupboards? your cupboards. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say cupboards. I wasn't trying Cupboard. to use that word, but yeah. I was trying to say like, uh, what is it? Pantry? Uh, shelves? I, don't, <laughs> I know. don't know. Cabinets. There we go. <laughs> so, you know, wipe down your cabinets. That type of stuff takes energy. And if you are just sitting around at home, not doing anything, Netflixing and chilling all the time, you're not really burning any calories with your non-exercise activity thermogenesis or stuff that you do at uh, at home right so that is very important that we pick up the activity like get a walk in move around mm-hmm. uh you know do some stretching something like that but
1: yeah yeah did i hit it good babe yeah, you did. Well, like this is why knee is so important and why it's going to contribute to your fat loss goals, weight loss goals, whatever you want to call it, right? We're just trying to lose some weight, start to get moving and start to feel better. Um, but knee is going to be the biggest contribu- contributor to your weight loss goals overall. Like even if you don't train, just picking up a habit of adding additional movement throughout the day to intertwine through your busy life is going to be the biggest game changer. Ever And um, so that way, if you miss a workout one week, if you just have a focus on neat, 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 um, and I'm going to ingrain this in your head, neat. um, Neat. If you have a focus on that, you are definitely going to reach your goals, it might take a little bit slower. Um, Because we do want to train and and do all of that good stuff, but you're still going to stay consistent. Your body's still going to do what it's supposed to do. And your body's a machine. So what I recommend to all of my girls always is like find additional ways to move throughout your day, regardless of what you're doing. So this can be Parking far away at the store, um, maybe um, when you go to the store doing a whole lap, like if you know you're going to go for one thing, just do a whole lap with the purpose of like, hey, I just want to walk around and maybe have a conversation with my husband if he's there with me, whatever it is, Um, but do it for the purpose of getting your steps in, right? Um, And you don't have to have a steps goal, but it's just like thinking of ways to add that movement throughout your day without making it feel like extra work or extra things that you have to do. So that could also be walk to your mailbox or maybe Um, in the home, like if you can't leave, walk back and forth from the, um, from your door to wherever you sit, if you work from home. Um, and if you're like taking phone calls or, or talking on the phone with like a friend in between like your shifts or on break or anything like that, do that while walking around in your house. And that's literally just enough to get more movement inside of your body or like for your day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think the way that you need to look at it is you need to counteract the majority of things that you do. So if you're sitting around at work a lot, if you're sitting in a chair, you might want to want to go for a walk because that's the opposite of sitting, right? If you're always hunched like this, you know, you might want to try to stand up straight, do mm-hmm. some stuff that makes, do some stuff that counteracts what you're doing at home and what you don't do. Because when you stop doing that stuff and you don't counteract the stuff that you do on a daily, it starts to become detrimental to your goals and to your body and then your posture collapses and all sorts of other stuff that goes on.
1: Yeah. But- yeah so that that's a huge one so get your knee in mm-hmm. um that's way more important than anything else honestly and just like try to think of ways that you can add movement yeah yeah so that that's number one i'm gonna start with number two um number two is something that i talk about all the time it's water 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 um when i like, way before I started my fitness journey, if you ask me how often I drink water, I didn't drink water that often. Um, I most likely drink, like, a venti freaking caramel macchiato with, like, seven shots.
0: Yeah, let me see. Let me see if I remember your order. Is it a venti caramel macchiato with two pumps of espresso? Yeah, two shots of two espresso, sh- two pumps of vanilla, and two pumps of hazelnut.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so my order is actually still kind of the same ish not not like that um i now get just a grande (laughs) vanilla latte um no i get a grande iced coffee Mm. with some cream one pump of classic one pump of vanilla yeah and so it has changed it has um it has evolved yes it has evolved but i'm trying to get off of coffee which i think we'll make a podcast episode that's a really good topic because i'm trying to
0: it's it's good and bad yeah it's good and bad yeah we'll just leave it there and we'll you know
1: yeah watch out for that yeah (laughs) so water um so yeah like our muscles our cells, literally every single tiny part inside of our body is has water in it. It needs water. So the way that I described it to a client recently, it's like if you're not drinking water for a very long time, it's like a dried up lake, right? Or maybe a dried up like um, body of river that, you know, flows into the ocean. Say for example, that body of river starts to dry up, right? So then it's gonna be less efficient on clearing itself out, using the ocean and blah, 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 to keep it clean, to keep it, um, you know, moving how it's supposed to like a river. And, um. So what happens is if it stays dry, it struggles with all of that. And that's the same thing with our bodies. It's like if we dry out our bodies and that's just a t- like the way that I'm describing it. Um, if we dry out our bodies, it's going to be less efficient in metabolizing. It's going to be less efficient in injury recovery. It's going to be less efficient in focus um, because it's also your brain. So like literally every tiny part of your body needs this to be able to um, move around efficiently to be able to focus efficiently to be able to eat efficiently like think efficiently like literally anything that you do efficiently
0: yeah yeah so your brain is over i think it's over 60 percent water so just think about it like that like when i don't know if you guys ever remember when we did that experiment in high school and they stuck the egg And then after, um, it was like the egg and they put it in the, uh, the vinegar and it broke down the shell. Right. Uh But then they've stuck the egg in syrup Uh and then, um, basically the egg, like the membrane stayed intact, but the, the amount of water in the egg shriveled up. And, um, so that's what happens to your cells when you don't have enough water. If you're constantly putting sugar, your cells shrink. And if your cells shrink proper hydration, then they're not working properly. And they're probably not getting enough electrolytes and all that other stuff mm-hmm. that needs to, because water is not just something that you need. It's water moves nutrients through, mm-hmm. through your body. It's what transports stuff. And so that it is very crucial that you have an adequate amount of water throughout the day yeah Um, it also helps you start up your metabolism in the morning helps you burn calories because it's a calorie-less drink
1: Yes. And And you have to do work for it. You have to do work for it to to
0: move through. So it's very important to really hit your water.
1: Yeah. So what he hit, um, like about it being a nutrient mover, it's it's so important because a lot of us, we start uh, a meal plan, we start something new, right, where we have some goals. And if it's a nutrient mover and we're not drinking enough water, but we're eating the nutrients, like you're kind of cheating yourself Yep. because you're doing all of this work for nutrition, um, but you're not drinking the water. So, so
0: it's, it's funny because when we talk about macronutrients, everyone thinks about the main three, right? So it's, it's uh, mm. proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, but people forget alcohol. Alcohol is a macronutrient, yes. and so is water. Water is also a macronutrient, so that it is very important. It's like it, they need to talk about all five, in all honesty. But you yeah, know, they really don't because
1: it doesn't have a caloric value. of not a caloric value. Um, and then the reason, I mean, it's a macro. So when you think about it, macro, it's huge. It's a huge part of our diet, so that's why it's a macronutrient. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you want to drink a lot of water um definitely uh, the general recommendation is one ounce per pound of body weight um i drink a gallon he drinks a gallon because we're just used to it so if you're at like maybe if you're, you're thinking about it right now and you're like okay i'm gonna start drinking more water look at how much you're drinking now. So if you're just drinking like 10 ounces a day, definitely pick it up by like 10 ounces. Start to get up mm-hmm. um, 10 ounces each week. Don't stress yourself over it because stress is another thing that can um, keep you from reaching your goals, which mm-hmm. will be a podcast for another yeah. day.
0: And it's actually counterintuitive to uh you drinking water because if you stress over having to drink that much water, it actually starts to dehydrate you as well because you, you know, you're, your stressing. Yeah, you're stressing over it. <laughs> so it's very important that You know, we just get, we start with baby steps, you know, like Mm -hmm. I've mentioned it before. Baby learns how to walk by taking one step away from the couch and then going back. Yeah. So, yep.
1: So next thing.
0: It's training at least one time a day or three times a week.
1: week. One time a week. Oh,
0: one time a week. (laughs) My bad. Yeah.
1: Or up to three times a week. Yeah.
0: Or up to three times. Yeah. Three times a week. That's
1: if like you never have worked out. Mm -hmm. Ever in your life or maybe you haven't worked out in a long time like start off small start off with something that you can commit to if that's one time a day or one time a week just do that just try to get yourself moving try to get your body moving
0: yeah I think the important thing there is to just show up If you just show up for yourself at least one time, then you can start to build from that. Uh, We talk about this because we've read the book, Atomic Habits. And I love this part of the book because they mention a story about a guy who showed up to the gym for five minutes every day for a year and lost a hundred pounds. And to some people it's like, dude, Why would I go for five minutes? It's like, dude, because he was developing the ability to fucking show up for himself. And Mm -hmm. if you lack the ability to show up for yourself, then you're not going to reach your goals in the first place. So it's just by taking that first step the five minutes, whatever it is, um, they talk about, you know, breaking your habits down to two minutes and then building it up from there. So if you have to start with two minutes, fuck it, start with two minutes, then go to three, then so on and so forth. But that's just the main thing about this is like, just start with one day. And then we can progress from there. Yeah,
1: because we try to go all out. I know because I've been there. Like, I'm the chronic previous yo-yo dieter Mm -hmm. and so like i would (laughs) i would set up plans for myself like literally like five day plans and and i'm like i'm gonna do it like i had so much intention and then the time would come and and things would happen and then all of a sudden i'm like well i missed a day um now i can't start anymore because i was supposed to start monday and i can't work out on this day and it just became so complicated for no reason so if you just tell yourself like i'm just gonna show up I have my girls, like if they're struggling with gym anxiety or even just anxiety of freaking out in general, I'm like, hey, set aside that time, 4 p.m., whatever it is, and then just put on your tennis shoes. Like just do that. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Like if that's all you do that day, great. Um, The next day you're going to do something else. Right. But it's all about just getting your body, getting your mind used to this activity.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> next one, now that we've covered the most easiest ones. Next one is food. Um, and when we're talking about food, it's literally just protein. So if you don't know what protein is, it's um, it's gonna be your um, your animal food. So like, you're gonna get protein from chicken, uh, steak, um, egg whites, um, like Greek
0: yogurt, ricotta cheese, ricotta cheese, tuna, cottage, cottage cheese, tuna, fish of fish. any kind,
1: pretty much any sort of seafood, any meat, any meat, yeah. So anything like that. Um, milk milk yes yeah, so anything coming from animal products and then edamame is like a really good protein yeah. source i'm i'm using that right now so i just i just love yeah. it because i can season it with whatever i yeah.
0: want <laughs> it tastes really bomb with some lemon and tam- and and or whatever little chili you like to put on that shit
1: yeah so it's super delicious but um literally just prioritize protein and how do you do that is you just Every time you eat, just make sure you have some sort of protein source there and make sure it's at least like maybe one palm size if you're not used to eating protein or one... um. What is it? What? One, yeah. f- fist. Yeah, one, one fist. Yeah, fist. One fist or maybe two fists. So have two fists available. Um, if you only eat like twice a day, cause you want to get as much protein and you want to just get into the habit of it.
0: Yeah. It's like, um, if you're having a fruit, like an apple, like it's okay to have some yogurt with it, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that, because it's, uh, you need to at least be having at one gram per pound of body weight to maintain what you got going on and to actually influence thermogenesis, which is what happens when you start burning weight right so your protein is going to be one of the biggest metabolic drivers in your body because it's the most expensive it takes 20 to 30 percent of it to digest the other 70 to 80 so like think about it like that if you're actually only getting 100 grams of protein you're really only getting 70 to 80 grams because you're using 20 to 30 to break down the other stuff and build from there
1: and not to mention protein also helps with binge eating so if you do find yourself binge eating often it's saying like hey I need nutrients, my body needs nutrients, something like I need something because something's going on inside of your body. So it's like trying to recover it. And without having the protein, I described it to one of my clients, like it's think of protein as like the little ambulance man inside of your body. So anytime you have injuries, anytime you have um, inflammation, anytime you have something happening inside of your body that needs attention, structural attention, right? It's for structure inside of your body. The little ambulance, the little nutrients from your protein comes over to the site of damage and it repairs it right when you're resting. And so that's what protein is used for. And so when you're binge eating, it's because you're missing a nutrient. Your your body's like crying for help and saying like, Hey, I need this. Like there's like an emergency, you know, like in my liver or whatever, um, there's an emergency. So it's like begging for nutrient. So when you're binge eating, that's what you uh, receive. You receive like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I just need something. And so you find yourself in the pantry and you're like uh, munching on whatever you can get, whatever's close by. But in reality, if you're eating protein throughout the day and um continuously filling up the little um I call it like a little drain, like a little funnel, mm-hmm. filling up your little funnel because protein drips out into your body as needed and throughout the day and you're constantly regenerating your body. So protein is needed like 24 on 24 hour um call what is it on call yeah it's on yeah so it's on call and so um when and it's also most satiating so it's more satisfying so when you're eating it you're one fulfilling the nutrient need and number two you're actually getting the signal that hey i'm satisfied I, i have everything i need
0: yeah i think it's very important that i touch on this because it's what are we telling our body with our food and protein what it does it's it's like she said it's a very satiating nutrient right it it activates your leptin in your body which is the hormone that tells your body like hey we've had enough right so if you are not eating adequate amounts of protein you're not getting that satiety from the foods that you're eating. So then that's what starts to binge eating because your ghrelin, which is your hunger hormone, picks up and it tells your body like, hey, I'm missing something. Can I get something? And then what do you do? naturally you go in the pantry and start looking for food because that's what your body does. It starts looking for nutrient Mm -hmm. in places that normally for us, we don't really know where that's at. So the fact that, you know, some people pick up a bag of chips and start eating that it's because that's binge eating. And really what they're doing is they're looking for nutrient. That's all you're doing. Mm -hmm. So if you know where to find nutrient, you can start Influencing your hormones to tell your body to do other things that you want them to do, which is burn fat and lose weight in most cases.
1: Yes. So. So general recommendation, one gram of protein per pound of body weight um, or pound of body weight goal. If you are over maybe 200 pounds, 190 kind of higher up there. Um, So that can be the goal for you. Um, Some places that you can track are MyFitnessPal, just any sort of online diet journal or even like take a notebook your notes app, whatever, just start listing down your food and figuring out what you're eating. Um, yeah. So next one.
0: If you're eating out, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And I think it's good that we touched on protein because look for protein. That is the biggest thing. And then try to find the healthier alternative to some of the foods that you would normally get. So like if you are getting some fries, you know, stuff like that, like make sure see if they have them baked. If they have baked mm-hmm. fries, that's a better alternative than getting fries cooked in oils and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you're having uh a burger get the whole wheat or whole grain you know bread because the other stuff has excess sugars and other stuff like that um what am i missing babe
1: honestly um, I haven't yeah. eaten
0: out in a while so i don't know what it's like anymore
1: <laughs> <laughs> well I definitely have this conversation a lot with my clients and really when you're eating out you want to just definitely focus on protein um most restaurants will give you like not a greatest the greatest serving of protein so you can always feel free to ask for a second serving of protein, especially if you didn't eat that much throughout the day, because you'd be surprised how many people under eat protein, at a meal. And they think that that's a lot of food when in reality, you're actually just, you're, you just have an issue of balancing your, your plate. You're not really eating a lot. You're just eating a lot of the wrong things, right? You're eating more of things. So what you want to do is you want to double up on your protein And then the carb, that's where you have to cut it down a little bit because Mm -hmm. carb does provide so much nutrient with so little bit. So you don't even need that much. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think restaurants just have made us feel like we need so much carb, but it's literally like um, it's literally just like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need that much carb so always have double of your protein and then your carb have it half of what your protein is and honestly that's such a good like rule of thumb that you can use when you're out at a restaurant um for dressings ask for them on the side um like buns what he said whole grain or if you're gluten intolerant or anything like that try to get the um the lettuce wrapped or anything Mm -hmm. like that or separate it make it into a salad like do that but you can still have all those flavors you can still have the yummy like you can still have some ketchup you can still mm-hmm. have some mustard you can still have like the seasonings the veggies that come on the side like make it fun um but just know how to balance your plate yeah mm-hmm. Um so next one is habits and this one's my favorite one because I really work on habits um with my girls and through my coaching that's like literally what I focus on and the reason why we need to make habits is because most of us we're like 20 30 years old 40 years old and we're trying to make a lifestyle change and most of the time that lifestyle change is is counteracting with the lifestyle habits that you've had those previous years and I mean, weight gain doesn't happen in two days. Mm-hmm. Weight gain doesn't happen in 30 days. Weight gain doesn't even happen in six months sometimes. Weight gain can be a result of a decade of habits that you have been nurturing for your entire life, right? Um, and for me, for example, like it was habits that I learned since I was young, since I was little, like drink Coke three times a day like eat pan and like don't get me wrong pan is not bad tortillas aren't bad beans aren't bad but it's because of how we sort of saw it and again the balance right and so that was normal for me so when i started to lose weight or start to pay attention within a month of cutting soda i lost 10 pounds that yeah. tells you so much because I didn't do anything else, but it's about those habits. So in that habit of me quitting soda was the hardest thing I had ever gone through, but it's going to be the same for anything else, for getting additional movement throughout the day, for um, getting into the gym once a week, for honestly anything new that you're doing, your mind is going to fight you. So you want to make it as easy as Brushing your teeth in the morning. You just, you get up, you naturally just brush your teeth. You don't think about it twice. It's just a habit. So that's what we want to do.
0: Yeah, I think one of the best things that you can do for you if you really want to start changing your habits is pick up the book Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the best book. They talk about the four laws of habit creating. If you haven't seen them, they're on my page. Uh, you can see them there. Um, but basically, uh, one of the things that they mainly talk about is like, make things easy to achieve. It's like we talked about earlier, the two minute rule. I got that from the book and it was just like, dude, I sucked at so many things. And it started because all I did was implement two minutes of whatever I wanted to do. And that got me going. And I mean, you can ask her. She's been the one that's been watching my transformation and how I used to be so passive about almost everything. I literally gave no care in the world about certain things and it would piss Jen off. But because Mm -hmm. I started reading this book and addressing some of these issues and breaking the cycle of what (laughs) I was taught from my childhood, I was able to make a lot of changes just by implementing something as doing something for two minutes. And you know, you can also start by like, like I said, we've talked about this before changing your environment, altering your environment so that it fits your habits. Because if that means that it's going to get you closer to your goals, then do so if this means like, hey, like, I may have to start, uh, stop spending time with certain people as much, not necessarily cutting these people off, but it's just like, is being with them really what's going to get me my goals? And if it's not, then, you know, draw a line and change your environment, do something else that is going to be productive to what you want to do. It's, we call it auditing your life. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And going off of that, like kind of the way that I sort of word it is like for us women, um, and I, I think I can speak for a lot of women, right? And obviously, if you're not, it, that's perfectly fine. But we like to do things for others and we love to give and we love to just, just be that light in our family and we just... We love to be there for people. We love loyalty. We love love. And um, that can sometimes be like the double-edged sword. It's like we end up doing so much and putting so many people before us that we start to lose sight of what our goals are, what like our commitment to ourselves is, right? if you can't commit something to yourself, then, you know, are you loyal? You, like, you have to ask yourself that. That's like a true question um, that I had to ask myself that, right? Because I'm, I'm like, I'm a loyal person. I'm like, you know, I'm a friend. I I like, I love checking up on my friends. I love checking up on my family. I love being there for my family at first at the drop of a pin, right? Um, and then I learned the hard way, like being there for family at the drop of a pin caused me to go on, almost go like, mentally insane. And that's when I realized like, Hey, like, no, I got to check myself first before I start to um, try to take care of others. And it's been the most amazing life change that I've ever made in my life. So that's a habit that I had to break.
0: Mm-hmm. I think for men, uh, and when it comes to this is you have to also identify that like, you're a provider, the your woman, your wife, she's a multiplier. You give her something and she makes more of it. And I think when we understand that relationship that we have is it makes it that much better because I've noticed that when I started helping Jen out with what she really needed, she was able to return with more. She gave the kids more energy. She gave me more time. She gave she was able to show up for the family the way that she wanted to and it was so helpful for her goals because like now that i see her it's like dude a whole different gen than the one that i like you know (laughs) knew years ago and i'm getting a little teary-eyed because it's like it's so true it's like we really need to be there and assist and help our wives and we actually have to understand our role is to help them too and it's not just to be here and like expect them to do fucking everything for everyone
1: Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. You're about to make me cry. Yeah. Make cry. it, a,
0: make it a fucking habit to show up for yourself and make it a fucking habit to show up for your loved ones too.
1: Yes. And that's how we'll end this episode. Cause it's beautiful. So <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys have a great evening, great morning, like conquer your day, conquer your week. You can do it. Just take these small things. Take like, I hope you took notes and are able to implement some things.
0: And break the fucking cycle.
1: Break the fucking cycle.
0: <laughs> Thank you guys.